Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another week of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast for May 17, 2019. I am your host, Elio Canella, alongside my co-host, Ben Pierce. Ben, how are you? I'm good. Outside of the fact that we've had, um, I've had a very boring week, but I guess Uh boring is good in in some kind of way. Yeah, my week's been uh, all right. Nothing special going on. Uh, we had a Mother's Day dinner dance uh, on uh, last uh, Sunday. So that was kind of fun. Uh, so what was, on, what was on the Italian menu? Oh. Uh, we had, they had like a buffet. They had antipasto and then we had pasta, steak with vegetables. Then we had ice cream and that was about it. <laughs> okay, uh, so how about how, how about we get into this uh, news? What's going on in the world of professional wrestling that has you all upset? So, um, unfortunately, we've had uh, two deaths uh, in the industry this this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, uh, news broke that uh, former. WWE Diva search winner Ashley Massaro uh, passed away at the age of 39. I should say that no official cause of death has been uh, released, but uh, Shelly Martinez, um, who who did the uh, vampire gimmick with Kevin Thorne uh, in the um, in the WWE incarnation of of ECW, um, she released a, a statement saying that uh, you know she was one of Ashley Massaro's best friends, and that she committed suicide. Uh, and this coming two days after she answered. Uh, 300 letters from fans. Wow. And, and was really looking forward to uh, to uh, resuming her training to get back into the ring. Uh, but all, all indications do point to suicide because, um, you know, one, you know, she's 30, 39, and two, I'm going I'm to take uh, Shelly's word on that one. Um, well, we, we, we do know that there was, there was no criminal element to her death, so, like I said, all indications, unfortunately, uh, very sadly point to suicide in this instance. Well, and, um, the, the other piece of news, um, and this one kind of was both surprising and really kind of pissed me off in a way, um, uh, Silver King, uh, a legendary luchador, passed away uh, during a match in London with Juventud uh, Guerrera. Um, he had a heart attack uh, right in the middle of the ring, and you could you could see right off the bat that um, both the ref and Juventud were very confused as to what was going on. Um, just by their body language. Um, what irritated me uh, 
here was the fact that the footage of his death was actually released not only on social media, but they ran it on on the news and they actually showed uh, you know where he died. So that was, it was just kind of unnerving. I, you know, and I've 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 worked in the news outside of you know outside of this and outside of uh, you know the wrestling industry. I've you know I've interned at an actual news station, and uh, you know nothing. I don't think anything like this would have ever been considered to actually show somebody die, you know, on the air. So. So uh, let, let, let me ask you this: uh, Who do you, who do you think uh, who do you think is to blame for for this? Uh, because uh, some are saying that the company itself uh, is uh, to blame, and uh, is to uh, well, blame. I, well, absolutely. Um, you know, I think I think there are um, de- different parties that have to share the blame on this one, but the company should have should have just. Stop running the footage. No, but uh, at, do, the, do, at, the, do. at the very least, they, yeah. sh- they should have not released it or whatever. Um, you know, I I've heard arguments that um, that they showed it because they wanted his fans to know like what happened or whatever. Right. right. Um, but I I I thoroughly disagree um, with with. Um, the decision that was made just based on the ethical uh, aspects of it. Now, do you think they should have stopped the match, or should they? Or did they do the right yeah, thing? They, they should have. They should have stopped the match and and cut the feet off. Because I I, I was uh, saying it as well. I thought that uh, I was saying that as soon as uh, they saw something wasn't right, I think they should have stopped uh, the match because. Like who dude was uh, having trouble rolling Silver King over, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was very. If you go back and and watch the footage, it was very obvious that something was wrong. But then, um, but then on the other side of the story, uh, who dude probably thought that Silver King was was uh selling and uh making it, just making him look good. I know, you know, but I, I, I don't. I don't think that that's necessary. Yeah. In any regard. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they should have put that on the news. I think uh, at least uh, just like uh, make an announcement about what happened, but uh, they shouldn't have shown the footage. I saw. The, I saw the match. Uh, like I on YouTube, but if if uh, that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have even known that a match was taking place on that night. Be, 
Okay, so uh, is there any is there any more news or are those two just it about it? Um, I, I from what I'm looking at right now, brother, I, th- I think that was it for the time being. Okay, then why don't we just get in right into the shows, Raw and SmackDown. Okay, well, well um, how, about, how about we switch up this week? How about, did, did you see Raw? I did see Raw. Okay, can you handle that one and then I will handle um, SmackDown and then we'll have a mutual discussion about money in the bank? That's alright, sounds good. So, of course, this week, some Monday Night Raw and Tuesday Night SmackDown were both um, uh, taped ahead of time as they took place from London, England at the O2 Arena. Some, some Monday Night Raw kicks off with tag team action. The team of Roman Reigns and The Miz defeating Lashley and Elias by disqualification in 11 minutes and 7 seconds. Oh, boy. Interesting team, uh, Roman Reigns and the Miz. Yeah, that 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 came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But at, at least at least the Usos came out, so that part kind of made sense. Now in the next match, now Ben. <laughs> yeah. Mojo Rawley defeated Apollo Crews. I have a question. Isn't Mojo Raleigh still doing this a ridiculous thing? I I couldn't even tell like when he came out if he was uh, still with that new weird gimmick of him talking to himself in the mirror. Well, I I do believe he had the, like the weird Tasmanian Tasmanian devil like blue face paint. The whole thing is weird. <laughs> like I just I guess one one the gimmick isn't gonna get over, but two I don't I don't think that he himself is gonna get over. Well, I, I'd love to know whose idea this was because why would they do this? I bet you it's uh, Vince. I bet you it's Vince. No, I said I bet you it was it's Vince's idea. Oh, oh yes, you know. Um, actually, speaking of speaking of Vince's idea, I I, I did I did read um, one report earlier this week. I'm sure you you remember my distaste over the Uzi hat segment, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, well, I, I'm not I'm not gonna go into that again. Uh, for my own sake, otherwise I'm, I otherwise I'd have to pour bleach in my ears. Um, but a- anywho, uh, mo- moving right along, it, it said that the reason that, that that those segments have been done between the Usos and the Revival is because Finch just thinks it's funny. Oh my God. Aside from the blaring um, neon, you know, uh, neon lights flashing that say, you know, what, what in the blue hell is wrong uh, with this scenario, I, I, I'd, li- I'd like to ask you, Elio, wh- what is funny about about a guy, you know, pretty much assaulting his assaulting his balls in an effort to, you know, to, 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 
Uzi hat. Not a damn thing. done with this in 98-99 crying out loud once once or in 2003 once the attitude era ended for crying out loud they they say we're PG-13 and this is the kind of garbage they do just say I I really feel for Triple H because I'm sure there are many days he's banging his head against the wall trying to figure out what the hell Vince is thinking or what's going through his mind. did this stuff but when he did it it was funny and it was like at the at a different time yeah i mean you know we, we you know obviously we've had um sophomoric things before i mean go back and and um you know look up look up the dx the dx and cocky segment uh, you know, from you know, the, the University of South Carolina, you know. Are you talking about the the, 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 the um, 2006 uh, run? Yeah. Actually, that, that was pretty fun. I, I enjoyed the, the, the DX run in 2006. I did enjoy that. That was fun. Yes, I, well, I did too. Um, but, I mean, this is, this is nowhere near uh, that level of, of enjoyment. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just hoping that it improves. Then um, oh, go on. No, go ahead. Then in the next match, we had Baron Corbin defeating Ricochet, and I believe this was a uh, Money in the Bank qualifying or something. Okay. Aside from the no, fact that I'm like sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Was, was that right though? It's a Money in the Bank qualifying thing, or something. Um, but yeah, it was. It was an opportunity. Yeah, because it was an opportunity for for Baron to. 
Uh, ricochet money in the bank. So oh, yes. okay. All right. Okay. Okay, go on. Um. So, aside from the fact that I was literally jumping up and down when when Baron lost because that made me very happy. Um. You know, I I I don't even, I don't even know why they would entertain the thought of of replacing Ricochet. He's, he's actually my my pick to win. Mm-hmm. And they, they gave this match 9 minutes 3 seconds. I should note that the previous one, Motorali, and then Apollo Crews got 1 minute and 8 seconds. I mean, I mean I'm, you know, it's like, it's like Pat said last week. You know, I'm glad, I'm glad they're bringing jobbers back, but I mean, why, why would you job to, to, I mean, to just this degree? It's not, it's not like they're, you know, the opponents are monsters. It's not like we have a, a Brock Lesnar-ish kind of guy trying to get over. Mm-hmm. You know? In the fourth match, it was Nikki Cross defeating Dana Brooke, Naomi, and Natalia in 9 minutes and 21 seconds in a fatal four-way. Alexa Bliss, uh, was, uh, Alexa Bliss was out for commentary on this match, and... At the end, uh, we see Alexa Bliss making her way to the ring, and she climbs the ladder, as sitting on top of the ladder, holding up the briefcase. Well, um, and I, I guess that I can lead into a third news item um, of, of the day. Oh. Uh, Alexa Bliss has officially been replaced in the, in the Money in the Bank uh, match. By Nikki by Cross? Nikki Cross. Okay. Uh, hence why Nikki Cross won uh, this match, and um, and the reason why Alexa was taken out was because she had another concussion. Jeez, come on, what's going on? And, uh, yeah, I I I, I, th- I think that she's gonna be done soon because you know you can't have that many concussions. Especially nowadays with the CTE concerns. No so good. I think WWE is going to be extremely cautious um, when using her in a, in a physical capacity. Not good. Not good. No, not at all. Then we had, in match number 5, we had Rey Mysterio defeating Cesaro in 10 minutes and 39 seconds. And of course, uh, prior to this, we had the backstage segment where um, a, a brawl uh, broke out between the two in the locker room. Yes, yes, because Cesaro didn't think that that Dominic uh, should you know should be brought to the show. I, I believe I believe he was questioning. You know why this was um, bringing her kid to work day. So <laughs> you know I I'm um, I'm kind of confused as to why um, uh, Dominic is on the show. Now I I'm not I'm not criticizing him or Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that uh, I've heard that uh, Dominic is in training. Yep. Uh, to become to become a wrestler. I think that's uh, pretty widespread knowledge at this point. <laughs> Um, it, it's just that uh, the development of the storyline. I'm not sure why he's there, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious to see where they go with it. Yep. Um, but uh, but as as 
to what they're doing right now. Uh, I'm real. I'm really hoping that they don't have uh, Samoa Joe, you know, put him to sleep or something. Because I just, you know, when it when it comes to family related issues, even in even in you know wrestling, it's just some of some of that content I just don't find necessary. Yeah. Like even 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 the first time we saw Dom in you know in the uh, money. Uh, even with the ladder match at SummerSlam in 2005, which was the culminating match uh, between uh, Ray and Eddie Guerrero, as 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 great as that match slash program was with with um, you know Eddie's psychology, I I think when you bring kids and and family into a situation, it when they're not involved in in the in the business, I think that's just a very dicey road to go down. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I agree. Okay. And in the main event, we had Sami Zayn defeating Braun Strowman in a Falls Count Anywhere match, and they gave this one 14 minutes and 35 seconds. And yeah, at the at the end, uh, everyone pretty much beat up on Braun Strowman, including uh, Drew McIntyre, and left him laying laid out. And that's how Raw ended. Yeah, and, and the whole the whole match was confusing. But but having said that, I understand the you know the logic <laughs> for that because I think they're trying to uh, they're trying to get uh, Sami Zayn over. Okay. And I think I think Sami Zayn is incredibly talented, so I can't really I can't really bitch about that. Now I don't know how credible this story is, but I was reading um, one story about how um, the Sami Zayn character is Vince McMahon talking to the IWC. Yeah, I I heard that too, but I uh, you know whenever I hear stuff like that, I um. I just, I don't know how true it is, yep. so I just take it with a grain of salt. Because Vince doesn't even listen to the IWC, so why would he be talking to them? You know, so, uh, I don't know. <laughs> we're going to give you, the fans, that power. And then months later, no, nah, we're going to do what we want. Well, that was, that was, I, I think that proved to be a bunch of bullshit. It's like... <laughs> It's like it's like in, in, you know you know what that reminded me of when 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 they did that. What's that? It reminded me of two thousand eleven when 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 The Rock came back, uh, you know, to host um, WrestleMania twenty seven. Okay. Um, and and he said in his promo, as entertaining as it was, and as much as I love The Rock, and I I do, I I'm I'm, I'm very much a Rock fan. Uh, for many reasons, mm-hmm. but uh, I have to say that this this promo was uh, had a heavy dose of bullshit mm-hmm. uh, involved in it because he said that he said and I I quote I'm never going away again. Oh yes, I remember that one. And when he said that, I would just I was just kind of like oh. 
So we are now going to turn, turn our attention over to WWE SmackDown, also coming to us live from live. <laughs> also coming to us on tape delay from the O2 Arena in London, England. So Ben, take it away. So in our uh, first match of the evening, we had um, Andrade uh, defeat Ali Finn Balor and. Randy Orton in a fatal four-way match, which previewed uh, the the uh, SmackDown participants in the Money in the Bank match. Okay. Uh, this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then uh, I I really like Andrade, so I'm glad that he uh, got the victory. And uh, if Ricochet doesn't get it, I could easily see Andrade getting it. But we'll we'll get more more into that. In our uh, Money in the Bank uh, preview uh, later on. Yep. Um, for the for the time being, let's move on to the second of only three matches on tonight's three matches. SmackDown card. Yes, and, and on top of that, I'm, and on top of that, I'm not really seeing any uh, any times or or. Uh, no, I'm not uh, seeing no times. Duration. Yep. No. Uh, things. But we uh, we will we will just persevere. So it was a four on three uh, handicap match uh, featuring uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, Shane McMahon, uh, Elias, and Rowan uh, going up against the, the Bloodline. That's actually what they called them uh, numerous times. I'm sorry, what uh, the, the, the Bloodline? What are the Bloodline? Oh, okay. I see this, yes. I see this, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I know they're family, but I just thought the Bloodline thing was really stupid. Um, so, that was a handicap tag which ended with the heels getting the victory. Okay. And then, but, but, but this this is where my this is where my head explodes, Elio, and I oh, can no. already see you. I I already see that you have your head in your hands and just be prepared to <laughs> perhaps cry or weep or have, or have like a tissue and ready because the the main event of the the evening was. Was Asuka and Kyrie Zane defeating Mandy Rose and, and Sonya Deville? And I know if you're anything like Corey Graves, you'll be crying over the result. Um, 
really confused me as to why this was the main event. Of course, we had the Iconics on on commentary. Now, like, why would they have now, this now, as a main event? Ben, did you hear the name that they were giving this team? Yes, the, the, I, 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 was, I was getting, I was, I was just about to mention that. Oh my god, go uh, ahead. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's why I said, you know, you might want to get a tissue prepared. So, Asuka and Kyrie Zane are now known as the Kabuki Warriors. What the hell? <laughs> now look. By that, so um, with with our with our now look segment of the day, I'm going to let uh, I'm going to let um, Elio go off on his tangent because I can see the smoke coming from his ears. <laughs> Why? What? What? I don't understand. Where? First of all. Asuka doesn't belong, doesn't belong in a tag team. I don't know why they would ever put in a tag team. But second, why would you call this team the Kabuki Warriors? First of all, there's one great Kabuki and he was around in the 80s, okay? I don't understand where they came up with this name. Well, it's, it's kind of along the same lines as like the, the, the Viking experience, the Viking Raiders, that whole thing. I was waiting uh, for the, I was waiting for fans to go, to lose their mind, their damn mind, so when, as soon as they I, heard this name. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, my, my hands are up in the air. <laughs> uh, shoot. Uh, oh, I, have, I have no God. idea. Um, so. Alright. So that, that, that actually served as the go-home show for uh, Money in the Bank. Wow. So I, I, you know, I, I thought that that was underwhelming, but then again, it was it was better than, than Raw. At least I didn't have to sit through three hours. Okay, I'm sorry. You, you, you asked me what I give Raw. Um... I'm gonna have to go with the C. Uh, the every any time they're over in the UK, uh, those shows are just really boring. What was, what was your rating and, and the reasoning behind it? Okay, uh, I'm just I'm gonna give Raw a C because I just find any time they're over in the UK, it's, the show is just boring. Okay. And, so uh, I am, uh, admittedly, I'm a tough critic. Uh, so it, it shouldn't be shocking. But, uh, and SmackDown? Uh, SmackDown, I'd give a C plus. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a C plus, but Kabuki Warrior, stupid name. Sorry. Uh, yes. Well, we can we can definitely agree on that. <laughs> Alright, so now um, this Sunday we got uh, the Money in the Bank uh, pay-per-view coming up from the XL Center in Hartford, Connecticut. And we have a total of 11 matches on the card. Uh, well, one on the kickoff show and 10 on the main card. So Ben, why don't we get into the Money in the Bank uh, pay-per-view here?
Yes. And let, let, let me tell you something. I have an emotional attachment uh, slash a fondness for money in the bank. So if they mess this up, I'm going to be so incredibly royally pissed. Uh-oh. Um, so do, you, do, do, uh, do, you, do you need me to reinforce the walls for next week? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, you, you may have to. <laughs> you I don't want any holes in my wall. Uh oh. So so um just just be prepared. Okay. <laughs> so um while while I don't know the official order for this, I'm just gonna go from the bottom to the top. So. Yep, that's how you do um, as well. Uh, they they kick off show. So uh, right now, according to um, I'm I'm just so you're aware, I'm looking at the CBS Sports. That's the lineup that I have in front of me. Okay. Um, so, the, the Cruiserweight Championship uh, pins champion Tony Nese against Arya Davari. Yeah, I'm going with Tony Nese. Uh, I'm pretty sure Davari's not going to win. Uh, yeah, I'm, just because I'm really not familiar with 205 Live, but I did see the uh, great showing that Tony Nese had again. Um, at uh, WrestleMania mm-hmm. to win the title, I'm going to, I'm going to say that his uh, momentum continues. Yep. And he retains. Okay. So uh, according to according to what I'm looking at, there's a, there's a second kickoff show. Oh. Match. I'm sorry. And wait. I'm sorry. Was that the first one? Yeah. The Cruiserweight Championship was listed as the first kickoff show match. Again, why are they putting championship matches on the kickoff? Oh. Uh, I, 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 I just, you know, that, that, is, that, is my, that is my lifelong standing pet peeve. Okay. Okay, so uh, what's the second I, one? I can't stand it, but uh, just, um... The, the Usos uh, will get a uh, title uh, return match against uh, the new uh, SmackDown Tag Team Champions, uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan. So this is for the Tag Team titles? Yeah, yes, and, and once again it's on the kickoff show to my great displeasure. <sighs> okay. I'm going with uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan. But at the same time, how many uh, times are they going to give the Usos the championships? I don't know, man. They, they, they might be, they might be um, you know, breaking the, breaking the record here at some point. <laughs> okay. At, uh, least, uh, at least speaking of, uh, you know, WWE records, not, you know, professional wrestling records. <laughs> okay, what, uh, what's next? I am going with Rey Mysterio in this one. I'm actually going to go with 
go with uh, Samoa Joe because I, I, I see Dominic being used as a distraction and a pawn. Oh. So I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Samoa Joe. Okay. What's uh, what do we have next? Uh, next up we have the one match I'm really not looking forward to. Uh-oh. Uh The Miz versus Shane McMahon and the Skillcade match. You know what? I'm gonna go with the Miz. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would agree. Oh, if they make Elias beat Roman Reigns, that's it. No, Roman Reigns has to win this one. Uh, well, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, so next up is the, um, women's Money in the Bank ladder match, and the participants are Nikki Cross, Naomi, Natalia, Dana Brooke, Bailey, uh, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Carmella. Okay, so... Taking it? You know what? I'm gonna... I'm gonna... I'm going with Mandy Rose. Hmm. Now, now that's very interesting. Um, before I give you mine, uh, can I ask what your lot... what your... What your logic slash strategy is for that pick? I don't know. I just uh, I just see her as um, I see her like um, sooner or later breaking away, away breaking away from Sonya Deville, and I think this would be this would be like the perfect uh, way to start that to get that started. Taking Drew McIntyre. Yeah, yes, he, he would be my second pick to win. Oh, who's your uh, first? If um, if Ricochet doesn't. Okay. Um, I, I, 
I see dower signs all over all over Ricochet. Okay. I, I, I just I, I do. I, I can't I can't help but gravitate to that guy. Um Okay, and I think you know where I'm going with um this next one, but we'll we'll just review it uh for the sake of reviewing. Okay. We have the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair for what feels like the 120th time. They're gonna give. They're gonna. They're gonna keep that belt on Becky Lynch. I I, I agree. So um, speaking of, of Becky Lynch, let's keep going with this theme because one, I, I have a I have a thing for her as you know, but two. Um, she has two matches in the evening, so let's just yep. be the Becky train rolling. Um, Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's Championship. I, I don't know, I kind of see uh, the belt changing hands on that one. Okay, well, I, I, I do too. I, I think she'll retain one, but not both. I think it's a lot yeah. for one person to have uh, two titles. I think that's just... It's not a slate on, on Becky. I no, think that's just, no, but I'll, that's I'll, just, also I'll tell you why. Um, because she, I don't think she was ever going to be on Raw. They just uh, moved her to Raw because she was supposed to feud with Ronda before Ronda left. Yeah. So, um... And I just think it's too heavy a workload for one person to have uh, two titles. Yep. Um, so I'm going to go with... Uh, Lacey Evans on that one. Uh, you know, Lacey Evans is, is starting to grow on me. I was a little bit confused with the, um, with the, you know, the interruption gimmick. Well, uh, well, while she was doing all that, she was actually uh, having matches on the live events. No, and, and I'm, I'm actually aware of that, but, but because, because of not seen her. I was a little bit yeah. um, confused as to where they were going with her. Well, but, um, I, so far, I like what I've seen. Well, that's why, and that's why everyone's like, well, are we ever going to see uh, this one in the ring? All she ever does is come out and wave to the ground and leave. And I'm like, you know, do you people even uh, read uh, the internet? You say you read the internet, but it doesn't seem that you do because while she's doing that on TV, she's actually having matches at live sh- at live shows. Yeah, well, what can I say? Sometimes, sometimes the IWC, even though we're uh, we're technically part of it with this podcast, sometimes the IWC really uh, irritates me because they claim to be they claim to be fans of the product, but they don't really uh, conduct themselves as such. Yep. So that's just my opinion. Um, and then we have uh, next up, we have. Uh, the WWE Championship match, uh, Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm. Oh. I want to say Kevin Owens, but... Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Owens. I mean, it's... T- I, what do you think about Kofi's uh, character so far? Like, since he won the belt? Uh, well, I've, I've been, I, you know, it's not Kofi's fault. I think 
No, I know, but I'm saying like his character. Yeah, no, 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 but I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Um, but um, you know, but I think if 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 you're gonna put the belt on him, then the the character had to change a little bit. And when he was still dancing down to the ring with the with the pancakes and shit, I just as a um as a champion, you just you can't. So that's why I'm. We're going with Kevin Owens. Sorry, Kofi. Uh, yes. <laughs> and so moving on to the uh, main event of the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, we and for for me, what will be the hardest pick? Oh. Of 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 the pay per view. Okay. We have uh, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. Ooh. Okay. And who do you have? Seth Rollins. Yeah, I'm going with Seth Rollins as well. But um, I am, I am, I am drooling over the potential that this match has. Do you need a napkin? Uh, I, I <laughs> Okay, so uh, is that is that it for the matches? Uh, yes. Okay, so that's Money in the Bank, uh, Sunday night, May 19th, from Hartford, Connecticut. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm noticing a theme here, Elio. I think outside of one pay-per-view, mm-hmm. uh, we have only disagreed on, on a handful of matches uh, since the inception of this podcast. I think, I think you and I, for being uh, different generations in terms of wrestling uh, fandom, I think we kind of approach wrestling the same kind of way, so it's it's interesting. Yep. Okay, so I think it's time to fire up the DeLorean and go back in, go back to the past, and see what happened on this day in history. And where where are you taking me this this week? This week we are going to the Jacksonville Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Jacksonville, Florida, for. WCW Wrestle War '92 War Games. So, so, um, so let me let me ask you something, because you you would be more familiar with the with the old pay-per-views than than I would be. Okay. Um, let me uh let me ask, what do you what do you think of like the old War Games matches and? Comparison to some of the uh, some of the new, uh, newer uh, war games matches that we've had with NXT over the last couple of years. Well, the uh, old war games. The first one I saw was my a friend of mine had a video cassette of the best of war games. So that was my first introduction to it. But I don't remember that well. But I do remember Russell War ninety two. I did see this one, and this was actually a uh, pretty good. I did, it was a really uh, fun to watch and it was just uh, I thought it was a good pay-per-view at the time that it that uh, it was airing. Yeah. You know like uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like a totally different uh, totally different uh, era from today's war games. 
And then now, Ben, uh, I would uh, I would uh, suggest you go back and watch this because this was uh, I thought it was a uh, pretty fun uh, war games. This uh, now there were um, let's take a look one. There were three championships on this uh, card. It had a total of ten matches. The the NWA slash WCW United States champions, the Fabulous Freebirds, defeated Greg Valentine and Terry Taylor. No, sorry, defended their titles, uh, but lost to Greg Valentine and Terry Taylor. So, Freebirds dropping the belts there. Then we had Brian Pillman defeating Tom Zink to hold on to the WCW Light Heavyweight Championship. The Steiner Brothers defeating the team of Takayuki Izuka and Tsumi Fujinami to hold on to the tag team belts and in the war games Sting, Barry Wyndham, Dustin Rhodes, Nikita Koloff and Ricky Steamboat defeated the Dangerous Alliance led by Paul Heyman uh, that, that, does, uh, that does sound like a good uh, pay-per-view so I might have to um... yeah I suggest you go watch it because um the Dangerous Alliance consisted of Rick Rude, Steve Austin Bobby Eaton, Arn Anderson, and Larry Zabisco, and the ending is really interesting because there was a there was a mess up which caused the Dangerous Alliance to lose to Sting's team, and therefore that led to the entire team uh, starting to turn on Larry Zabisco. Yeah, go back, go back and watch it because it's way like everyone's like blaming Zabisco for costing the team the match. Oh, that's funny. Yep. That's really funny. And uh, so that is 
our day in wrestling history for May 17, 2019. Well, all I can say, man, is I really hope that, uh, you know, that this weekend can be the catalyst to, like, a better product. Mm-hmm. I don't have high hopes, but I mean, like, you know, the whole, this whole rut that, that Monday Night Raw is in and the, and the product as a whole, it, it really it really has me concerned. Yeah. <clears> okay, <throat> hey, so, um, we see we bring this show to a close. Absolutely. All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show for this week. Tune in to uh, Money in the Bank this Sunday night, again, May 19, 2019, from the XL Center in Hartford, Connecticut. And we will be back next week to give our rundown and the results of the pay-per-view, as well as the, all the fallout from both Raw and SmackDown. For my co-host, Ben Pierce, this is Elio Canella saying we will talk to you all next week. Ben, say goodbye to the listeners. Goodbye, listeners.